Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together, Father, to worship you, to hear your word. Father, we thank you for the fellowship and the fellowship with you. Father, we pray now that everything done and said today will be to the upbuilding of your kingdom on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so Jesus and Moses and this old man were playing golf. And Moses was on the tee box first. And Moses hits it and it heads towards the water. And the ball lands in the water. Moses walks over there with his club and hits the water. And the water parts. He goes out there and hits his ball up on the green. He's got a birdie putt. So Jesus hits his, and it gets a little bit long, and it hits the water behind the green. Jesus walks out there on top of the water. The ball comes back to the top. Jesus chips it off the top of the water. Birdie putt. The old man gets up there, and he hits it, and the wind catches it wrong, and it lands over in the water. And about the time it's going to hit the water, a fish jumps up in the air and catches the ball. And down in the water he goes, and then he jumps back up, and the eagle grabs the fish and flies him across and drops him. Fish lands on the green. The ball rolls and falls in the hole. Jesus turns around and said, Dad, if you're going to play like this, nobody's going to play with you. <clears throat> I'll, I'll take all the jokes y'all got, I promise. <laughs> I thought that one was cute. All right, so what we're going to talk about today is truth. The... the <clears throat> It's amazing in today's age, you know, you, you always see or I always see something on the internet that, oh, they found proof of Noah's Ark or they found proof of the Ten Commandments or they found proof of something else, right? Some archaeological discovery. They found proof that um, Joshua really did burn down some of those cities because, you know, underneath the rubble, there's some burnt layers about the time that Joshua should have burned it down. Well, the problem is, is that's good, but I, I don't need that proof. I already have the proof. It, can you imagine how unbelievable something is or someone is? Just talk about Jesus for just a second. Jesus was 30 years old or so when his ministry started. His ministry lasted about three years. Most of the Gospels contain just the two and a half, three years of his life, right? He's the number one selling book. It's a story that's still told for 2,000 years, Right? I mean, you think about all the people that you think are important. Pick one, pop star, basketball player, whatever. Still the number one selling book in the world, that time period, still involves Jesus. And, and the problem is, I guess sometimes we are, I don't know how to say it. Sometimes we are hesitant to share the gospel because we're worried about that we can't prove it or that it might not be true. But, but, the, but the Bible is true regardless of what anybody else says. In fact, Moses gave him a command, right? In De Deuteronomy 4.2, Moses gave him a command that says, do not add anything or take away from what I have told you. You don't get to put any extra in. You don't get to take any what you don't like out. It's, that's not optional. The Bible is true. It's the same true as, you know, anybody know what the speed of gravity is? I'm sure y'all do. 9.8 meters per second squared, right? If you drop something off a building, that it is a proven fact that gravity falls at 9.8 meters per second squared. It's, it, it's not even discussable. It's a fact. It's a law. 
The Pythagorean theorem, A squared plus B squared equals C squared, they don't, they don't argue that anymore. It, it's true. If you're trying to find the sides of a triangle, you can use that law and find the stuff, right? There are lots of laws that we have that the earth has adopted as true. It's the truth. I mean, 9.8 meters per second squared, if you jump off of a building, that's how fast you come to the ground. That it just is what it is. So when we're talking about God's word, we should have the... Now, some of y'all looked at me funny when I said 9.8 meters per second squared. That y'all didn't know that was really true. But I promise that's really true. I even Googled it to make sure that my mind wasn't wrong. Because when you're talking about truth, you want to be exactly right, right? But that's not even a discussion point anymore. You can Google it, how fast is gravity, and it'll, it'll give you exactly that. But people want to puff up or make fun of or talk trash about people. You believe the whole Bible. Yes, I do. Do you believe all those animals fit on that boat? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I do. Or how? My, you didn't ask me how. I don't know how. I don't know how gravity moves at 9.8 meters per second squared, but I'm certain that if you drop something, it falls the same speed every time that it became a law. So when we're talking about the gospel, the word gospel is the good news, right? When we talk about the gospel, the gospel is true, and we should treat it the same. Let's back up. So we talk about laws, right? So there are God laws, like that gravity law, God invented that law. He didn't, that was, that was here when we got here. We just discovered it. The speed limit, we created that. Did you drive on this side of the road, not that side of the road? We created that too. Did you got to put that stupid seatbelt on when you get in the car? We created that too. Those are man's laws and those are subject to change, right? There's a funny video going on right now. It's like the 1975, 80 and the people are complaining because they're talking about having new laws that says you can't drink and drive. Because how am I supposed to not drive home from work without drinking my beer? Now, that sounds funny now, but, you know, years ago that was actually controversy that if a man worked all day, he ought to be able to drink his beer on the way home. Right? But the laws changed now that where we, we know that you are absolutely not allowed to open that and drive it down the road and, and drink. So much so that your passengers shouldn't be doing it. Right? That's how the law has changed. The open container can't even be in the inside of the vehicle. But that law is subject to change. This law, this is not subject to change. It was written and established before the frame of the world, right? It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made without Him. It was established before there was a let there be light. Before there was a let there be light, God had planned out what was fixing to happen. All right. So turn with me to, and, and Jesus talks about the truth, right? He, he, he is pretty, <clears throat> you know, if you're trying to prove a point, sometimes in an argument, the truth doesn't always win. Y'all know that? I, I had a lawyer one time, I was in a, a big deal, and he said, son, we can prove you to be right. But it's going to cost money to go through the process to prove you to be right. And I'm not sure they're going to treat you different once we prove you to be right. Well, God's word is proved to be right. We should act like it is. All right. Uh, Gospel according to John, chapter 8, 
Verse 31. And to the Jews who have believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold my teachings, you are really my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, what truth is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the truth and salvation, right? He is talking about that him. He's talking about if you know the truth, Jesus, then Jesus will set you free. And it, what he's talking about is, is before this new covenant came about, there was an old covenant in place. And that old covenant was a God-established law. It was the law of sin and death. It said that the wages of sin are death, and there's nothing you can do to escape it, and that you're going to die short of the promise, right? And that law said you had to sacrifice birds and animals and goats and lambs and all this stuff to cover your sins for time. The new law that Jesus is talking about, the new truth that came about with the new covenant is an eternal truth, and it was established by him and his sacrifice. And I know y'all, some of y'all are like, yeah, this is, this is easy. I get it. I understand. I believe Jesus was the Son of God. I believe he died. Why are we talking about this? Well, if you want to prove, like, y'all ever done geography? Um, geography. Geometry proofs. Geometry proofs that you have to prove this and you have to go through all the steps. Well, to get to the end of the proof, you have to start out with basic laws, basic rules, like a squared plus B squared equals C squared. We got to get to the bottom of the bottom. One plus one equals two. No matter what. No matter how old you are. No matter what color you are. No matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter. One plus one equals two. So I want to get us established. In, and we know that God's word is true. And the author of that truth is Jesus. And when he came here and he died for our sins, he established this new set of laws that come to you. And once we can get to the point to where we believe wholeheartedly that, well, let's go to the next scripture, that I keep wanting to quote it and I need to read it. A gospel according to John. Uh, chapter 14 and verse 6. I'm trying to be. There it is. And Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him because you've seen Jesus. Right? So, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one goes to the Father except through me. So, you can bolster up whatever religion you want to come up with, but El Shaddai, the, the Yahweh, the, the Hebrew God, the God of gods, the, the holy God, there is one way to please him, right? We already heard last week without faith that it is impossible to please God. But if you want to have a pathway to God, it goes through his son who made the sacrifice for our sins. Not to cover our sins, but that our sins would be remitted. And we would be washed clean in the blood of Jesus. You don't talk to his mama. You don't talk to some saint down the road that might have done something else. There ain't some other guy. You don't light some candles. 
He says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. That is a basic principle of Christianity and a spiritual law as far as we are concerned. If you believe any words that are strapped between these two leather pieces of leather, or one piece of leather that's sewed all together, if you believe any part of it, there is no way away around John 14, 6. You, you can't, logically, you can't understand, you know, pick out this part of the Bible we believe and this part of the Bible we believe or this part of the Bible we believe. It is the Word of God and it is true and it is established in all of these witnesses. You, you know, that's why there are multiple Gospels. One guy didn't tell the story. Lots of guys told the story. Everybody wanted to talk about what Jesus had did. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all gave different perspectives of the same truth that happened. You know, when something takes place, like a crime or whatever, even like a hole-in-one or a big fish, right? We need a witness. Well, I caught a 20-pound bass. Well, I need a witness. I need a credible witness, not your drunk brother-in-law. I need somebody that is really, really, right? I hit a hole-in-one. Well, I need a credible witness. So what God did was, is when he established the gospel, he developed very good witnesses, right? They were going to give him an eyewitness telling of what happened. You know, there's not another part in the Bible that has eyewitness events like this. I mean, Acts does a little bit, but, but a specific set of events, two and a half years with four witnesses, and Luke really did it as an investigative reporter, right? He's an outside, I'm not associated with these people. I'm going to come here and figure out what the real truth is. You know, kind of like the news does. No, not like the news does. They just put on TV whatever they want to sell. That's not the truth, right? But, but this, the gospel is the truth. The Bible is the truth. And Jesus said that if you want to see God... You got to come through me. All right. I guess I need to open my book, huh? <clears throat> All right. So here's the problem with the world, right? The problem with the world is, is they think somehow this system is rigged against them, that, that somehow God doesn't like them enough that he's going to set them up to fail, which is absolutely the opposite truth. Turn, if you will, to Timothy if I can. Um, 1 Timothy chapter 2. <clears throat> uh, verse 3. And this is good and pleasing, pleases God our Savior. Verse 4. Who wants all the people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. All. A-L-L-L, -L -L, who wants all the people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. The, <clears throat> if you go through the religions of the world, right, there are criteria, lots of them, of who you have to be born or where you have to be born, what race of people you have to be, or geographical area. Christianity is, is a set aside from all of those. The truth of the gospel is going to go from every corner of the earth, 
every language of people, every manner of people, every age of people, every group of people that has lived on the planet of the earth is going to hear the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel is for everybody, black, white, yellow, pink, green, young, old, and I don't care what language they speak. <clears throat> we were, I was, um, had a chance to visit with one of the kids. I used to coach in softball yesterday, and she's taking a Bible class in college. And she has to compare and contrast different translations, right, to where you can get the similarities and the differences of the translations. And I told her the story about how I got told one time that there's a guy right here local that reads the same version of the Bible that Paul read, the King James Version. Paul died somewhere around 90-something A.D., and the King James Version was written in 1644, finished in 1644. So that's kind of impossible because Paul really didn't speak English. But what we talked about is, the, is how relatable the different versions of the Bible are, right? And we talked about Timothy where we're not supposed to, add, or Deuteronomy where we're not supposed to add or take away. And she, liked, she said she compared mostly the King James and the message, have you ever read either the King James, the thou shalt and vows, and the message, which is, you know, he kind of thought like whatever, is a, is a big difference in what those two things do, right? But if the truth is in the word of God, I don't care if you're reading the message or the English Standard, or the American Standard, or the New Reader's Version, or the NIV, or the New King James, or the Old King James, or any other version of the Bible you can come up with. The Word of God is true regardless of what anything else happens. And all it does is gives you a, what did Granddaddy used to say? It's in your vernacular. It's something that you can understand, which I didn't know what vernacular meant. It's in your language. It's how you talk. Right? I used to love how Granddaddy would read it in the King James and explain it in the NIV verbatim. And I'd go, you know, that was exactly, I'd go sit on the couch and talk to him in the house and go, you know, when you explained that the other day, you explained it exactly the way the NIV says it. Well, I don't read the NIV, son. Yeah, no, no, I get it. But if you did, we'd have skipped that step of explaining what the King James, but that was, you know, not, not happening. But the truth is the truth, whether you like it in the King James or the New King James or the American Standard or the English Standard, the Word of God is true. It's so true that, <clears throat> can't remember what grade that was in, I think it was eighth grade, I got in trouble one time over putting a comma where it wasn't supposed to be a comma. And it was one of those rules that sometimes you put a comma here and sometimes you don't. And I went and found it in the Bible, my comma scenario, and I showed it to the teacher. And she said, you think that makes it right? A hundred percent. If it's in the Bible, I think that makes it right. Regardless of what this school or any other school has to say, that the truth is the truth. They say it's... A lot of times in stories, right, it's your side and their side and somewhere it's cold hard truth, right? Or the gospel's truth. You know where that comes from? You know why people say that's the gospel's truth? Because they're referring to the four eyewitnesses of what Jesus did when he was on this planet. That's what the gospel truth is. Even in Ephesians, when you talk about the whole armor of God, you have to put on the belt of truth. And I always wondered why you had to put the 
belt of truth on. And I guess it's because of that liar, liar, pants on fire, because you've got to have that belt of truth on to keep your pants from catching on fire. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's me. But when we are in this, when we are in God's word, the truth is so valuable to us that it's so imperative that we are telling the truth, that we are reading our Bible, and that we know what the Bible says and what the truth is. Because when we get an opportunity to witness to somebody, well, you know, it's, you know, it's something like that. There's no something like that. It either is true or it isn't true. The Bible says it or the Bible say, doesn't say it. That, you know, that godliness, is, the cleanliness is next to godliness. That's not true. I might be real good to get you to clean your room, but it's not in the Bible. We have to be so established in the truth of the Bible that we know what his word says. And, and it's not to tell other people that they're wrong. That's not what I'm getting at. It's that I want to be able to stand on the promises of God. And I need to believe in my heart of hearts that if I have hate, faith, that if I believe in my heart, that this is true, then it bolsters my faith. So if I'm going to believe that God's word is true, then I believe that he saved me. I believe that he redeemed me. I believe that he is going to let me go home and be with him. I believe that he healed me. I believe that I am blessed going in and blessed coming out. See, the easy part is the truth of the gospel that he died at. John three sixteen that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, I get that. Now flip over to 1 Peter 2.24 and say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Does anybody in here believe that John 3.16 is true, but 1 Peter 2.24 isn't? I, I can't. I can't separate out, well, you know, John was a pretty good guy, but Peter, you know, he did some stuff that I don't like, and I don't believe everything Peter wrote. Well, how about Paul. <clears throat> when we start to understand that the word of God is true, cover to cover, as Granddaddy used to say, even the part that says genuine leather on the outside of it, that every ounce of what's written in that book is true, and it belongs to me. It was established for me. The truth and the salvation and the healing and the blessings and all of the redemption that he gave me was established for me. And you, but for me, when we get to the place of where we understand that regardless of what the world says or what they make fun of or what they, you know, tease or, ooh, <coughs> you believe in a big zoo boat? Yeah, I do. I believe in a big zoo boat. I believe that every culture in the world, just about, that it was established, talks about a giant flood. This one does. It's in Genesis 6. When we can get to the place to where we understand, you, oh, that was the other discovery I heard about. They found chariots in the bottom of the Red Sea. No kidding. I knew that. I didn't have to go to the bottom of the Red Sea to see it. I already read that part. And you know what's tough is, is a lot of times, and, and my kids are running into it, a lot of times they talk to people who are, Christians or, or, or believe in the Bible, I don't know how to say it nicely, and, and you ask, they, you know, have the conversation about, well, you know, or Samson or, or David and Goliath, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. 
you don't know what I'm talking. I mean, did you did you not? What part of Little People's Church didn't you go to? Well, I guarantee you, when you come out of that one back there, you didn't heard those stories over and over and over. Not because we repeat it, because we start at the front and go to the back, and when we start over and start at the front and go to the back, and it's the same basic principles. And I talk to grown people who can't handle our five-year-olds on Bible knowledge, right? Because they've been taught God's word is true, and they're not back there just coloring. They might come back with a coloring sheet, but they had a lesson to go with it, and they heard the truth of God's word in there, and they are rooted and grounded in God's word, so it's established in their heart from when they're this big. So when they grow up and somebody goes, well, I don't know, believe that's true or not, then they go, well, wait a minute, the Bible says, and people go, well, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know gravity falls at 9.8 meters per second squared? Because it's the truth. Because it's done. It's already been established. Because God's word says it's true. Because God's word said that David killed Goliath with a slingshot. Well, he knocked him out with a slingshot. I think he actually cut his head off with a sword. But whatever, you get it. You know the story. That Moses parted the Red Sea. That the manna fell from heaven. That he went on the mountain and received the Ten Commandments. That they walked around Jericho seven times and it fell down. Those are biblical truths. And I don't need the Discovery Channel or Nat Geo to go tell me that it is true. I already know that it's true. And not only do I know that the history is true, I know that the promises of salvation and healing and blessings and being redeemed from the curse and being a chosen people and being set aside, I know all of that's true too. And I know when I leave here that I'm not questioning on the day that I leave this planet. Oh, I hope God has it. No, there's no God. My name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. It's already been established. And not only that, real quick, turn to Romans 9. <clears throat> or not, and I'll read it to you. It's okay either way you want to do it. <clears throat> Did I do it wrong? Yep, that's the wrong one. Never mind. Paul says that the spirit of truth comes and lives on the inside of you. That he nurtures and guides us. Not only do I know what the word says, I know that when I was saved, that the Holy Spirit came and lived on the inside of me, that my body becomes a temple of the Holy Spirit, and I have this installed program inside of me to where... And you might not like how it feels, but when there's right and wrong, you have that push on the inside of you of what's right and what's wrong. Now, sometimes, I'm going to tell you, it's going to make you apologize to people that you shouldn't apologize to or go do things that you don't want to do or go pray for people that you don't want to go pray for or go love on people that you don't feel very lovely. That is the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of us. That comes with the deal. It's that moral compass that's built in. We have to be so established in God's word that there is no gray. It's white and it's black. It's right and it's wrong. And I don't care how they sell it. I don't care what they do about it. 
Killing babies is not right. I don't care. It is an abomination against God. I don't care who you voted for. I don't care who you like. There is no way that shedding innocent blood is okay. It is not. And I don't care how they sell it. I don't want commercials they put on TV. It does not make any difference. God's word is true and all the rest are liars. And I don't care how they dance and sing and praise or do whatever they want to do. If it's not to Yahweh, it is not to my God. They can be praying to God all they want, but it is not to the same God. It might be the sun God or the star God or the water God or the whatever God. It is not to the true God. The true God sent his son to die for us, and he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody goes to the Father except through me. So what did we learn today? Three things. The Pythagorean theorem says A squared plus B squared equals C squared. <laughs> Gravity falls at 9.8 meters per second squared, and God's word is true. And there ain't a single thing in that list, one, two, or three, that is arguable. It is non-negotiable. Well, I don't know if I believe that. Well, good for you. But I can lay triangle out on the floor and make sure that you believe that A squared plus B squared equals C squared. This is more true than that. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to... Share with your people, Father, we pray that it will go out and it will not return void. It will accomplish what it was sent to do. In Jesus' most precious name, amen.